As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Episode 98 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Go get them. Oh, that means As always, I am Big Z, and I'm here, my boy, E-Rock Wannabe. What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription anchor.fm slash true chicago sports fans go on over there click on support and you can subscribe to the show for as low as 99 cents a month do you like the show i do are you a fan i am then tell five of your friends and they will tell five of their friends and we can all be friends and share it if you like the content share it with your friends your family your sports uh, uh neighbors everyone that you like to argue with sports about that's what we do here Cubs, yeah, we love to argue socks bears bulls uh z wants to go off about the fire every once in a while once in a while when once they're playing while, look <laughs> and, and maybe if the hawks get their shit together we'll talk about them too but listen this is the place you go when you want to hear about sports and we just we don't just talk about sports ladies and gentlemen we be about sports we be about sports right yeah but we talk about movies we talk about all the stuff that's going on today yeah. being memorial day we're going to yes, talk sir. about that a little bit so going into that z i know you are on vacation now, aren't you? Not yet. I got, more, I got four more days. Oh, look at that. Four more days. That's a premature. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you have trouble with the curve. How you been, man? I've been good, man. First off, I want to thank our team for putting in all the hall work for over two years because it is mm-hmm. our anniversary, two-year anniversary. It Happy is. anniversary, it sir. Is. You too, sir. <laughs> How you like that? Oh, man. Uh, these guys and gals have been putting in a lot of work. Uh, yourself, Georgie, Mike. Birdo, who's new to the team, mm-hmm. Serge, one of the OGs, along with your wife, Kim, who's been the backbone behind the scenes, helping us out with, you know, cooking food and making sure we're okay and alive. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, she's here. We're here in the studio in yeah. my house every week. She's always here making sure that we're good to go. You know what I mean? We have a nice, comfortable place to record. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I we, we honestly, we really couldn't do it without her. Not at all, especially with a good cooking, bro. That's right. Just keeping me nice and chunky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Again, especially our friends and family who supported us since day one. A special thank you to our fans for coming out, uh, coming out on this magical ride with us. It, as far as from my week, though, school's almost out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play that song yet. That'll be next week. <laughs> I participated in a teachers versus students volleyball game. Mm. 
let me just say it was a disappointing day for them students. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, pl- I'm playing and I'm like, I told the other rest of the teachers, I'm like, no mercy. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, we got to make a statement. I, you heard me. What do you mean? What, you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Right. We came to play <laughs> final score 117 to 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll queue up the no mercy uh, uh, sound effect later. But, yeah, we got to put that in there. We but, swept the leg. Sweep the leg. But, but look, here's the thing, man. You know, I it, it's really unfair. They don't let me play Little League because I would kill it right now. I'd be so good. I've been practicing for 40 years, guys. <laughs> I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some good news on the bowling aspect. Our bowling team on Wednesday finally took a sweep uh, last week. We played the other sucky team. And the, <laughs> the only reason we've been losing is because everyone else has a high handicap. So I don't know if there's a lot of oh, new bowlers. Um, but the other thing that I've seen a lot of uh, of these these teams do is they bring a new player in. So in the first four weeks we were playing for five weeks, they they have a whole new team every single time. So they get the seventy pins per per match. Oh, so I you're see, looking at yeah. two hundred and ten pins, and if they have one or two players, that's four hundred and twenty pins extra. Right. So we're we're leading the league in in scratch pins. We're we're one or two every week. But that has been killing us. So we played the last thing, uh, last place team. We kind of played to our competition. We pulled, I bowled pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but it's again, it's a different uh, lane for myself. Um, Louis also uh, shot me a, a screenshot the other day. Uh, he's bowling at uh, Hillside with our oh, t- yeah, t- yeah, 290, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, I bowled a 198 and a 210, and this, this, and that." I'm like, "Yeah, but we need that on." <laughs> at diversity and, and to give Louis some credit he has been bowling his ass off um, but we the rest of the team has been up and down so I, I want to win another jacket so I don't know I, I told you uh, we won our championship at, at Waveland yep, yes. and because we won our championship we're actually getting uh, jackets made that Waveland's giving us jackets with our names on it on the back oh wow so you, you yeah, we, like the pin pals yeah yeah we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> so we're walking around like Letterman and shit like there oh yeah, yeah there okay. you go yeah so um, other than that, it's been a crazy because the weather is changing. It is the start of barbecue season. Yep. yep. That's why I'm here. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> How was your week, brother? Look, man, uh, busy, busy, uh, you know, getting back into the swing. I mean, it's just been a lot of stuff going on at work. Um, and then we're getting ready for our trip to New York. My wife and I, Kim, getting ready to go to New York. Uh, we're going Wednesday through uh, Saturday, and we're going to catch the Yankees versus the Tigers oh, on, uh, on the Friday. So we're going to see, like I said before last week, we're going to see Rizzo. We're going to see Javi. So that'll be fun. Just gearing up for that. I mean, you know, and, and getting the pool ready summertime, you know, today mm-hmm. being Memorial Day. Uh, so we're going to go out there and, and do our thing. But, uh, you know, before we get too deep into it, you know, we want to uh, salute our our troops. Give you know, think about all the the, the, the that they've done for us. Yeah. You know, to, to have us to, to allow us to have a day like this to be free to be outside, enjoy the beginning of the summer. Uh, you know, a lot of crazy things went on this week um, in the world. We'll talk about that a little bit later. You know, kind of relating to that. But I just want to say, you know, uh, thank you to all of those. Sorry. Thank you to all of those. Uh, uh, all of our vets out yeah. there doing their thing and uh you know we appreciate everything that you do no for us i know i must speak for ease that we have a lot of friends that are in the military yes. and um god bless it that we have seen those guys and gals come back home yep um i i can't put a finger on anybody we lost overseas uh, at the moment but um a lot of these guys went into law enforcement or yes. they started their own business and they're, nice they're thriving yeah. yeah especially the knights as well so we we appreciate you everything you've done thank you for your service thank you for your sacrifice um thank you, you know. for making it back home yeah thank you for making you it know, back home selena, and, and selena was out there you know what i mean that, yeah. 
we just had, you know we went to a school that was so big and we had ROTC there so I knew a lot of people that actually did go into service yeah. I knew a, pe- a few people that, that did pass away or just you know didn't come back the right way you know what I mean if gotcha people, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying so I mean you know it, 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 it's tough hey, shout out to uh, uh, Georgie's wife Molly you know yeah. I mean, she's been through it so I mean like Big Rob yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely Big Rob and uh uh one of the nights I can't remember his name I always throw off my name you, you always forget the name Yeah I always forget his name Anyways he knows who he is yeah, Thanks so for listening I mean, bro Yeah but again you know <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, It's tricky to say Something like Happy Memorial Day Because we are kind of Thinking about those Who passed away Did right. not make it So one thing When we do go to New York We're going to go Check up the uh, uh, the World Trade Center Memorial So that'll be kind of You know what I mean yeah. So just to kind of Kind of wrap that up But, uh, but yeah we just want to Make sure that we, we give Yeah make sure you understand Why we're celebrating This holiday Right, right. Yeah. It's not just the beginning this summer it's not just like barbecue like we're gonna be doing you know what i mean and barbecue and beer that's that's what we, we're gonna do that anyway it doesn't matter but right. uh, but you know this is, this is a special occasion but you know look uh speaking of special occasions yes sir and the beginning of summer mm-hmm. it's summer maybe you need a fresh start so let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at acsi with over 50 expert technicians in the chicagoland area acsi offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring whether residential cable installation, fibers to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and Astound, powered by RCN. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. Please go get a job. Uh, I know that some of us are off for the summer, but the rest of y'all need some jobs, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've earned it. All right. This week, we're going to talk about the Southside edition of the Crosstown Classic Plus during the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. <laughs> All right, for today's stories, story number one. Oh, this this one hurts. This one hurts, man, mm-hmm. because I grew up watching this man in terrific movies, left and right. And there's a movie that we can both agree on. And I'm gonna speak for you again. Yeah, that's two for two. <laughs> yeah, there's anytime Goodfellas is on, yep. forget about your plans. Yeah, absolutely. If it's on, you were watching it from from whatever point you watch it. It's it's on. You're gonna watch it from yeah. there on. When it comes on Netflix, they bring it back on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I guess I know what I'm watching when I go to sleep. That's right. Yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta watch this man and his performance. Ray Liotta, the ter- terrific actor whose career breakout came in the 1990 Martin Scorsese crime classic Goodfellas, after co-starring in Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. has passed away in his sleep. He was 67. Ray was working on a project in the Dominican Republic called Dangerous Waters when he passed. He passed in his sleep. He is survived by his daughter, uh, Carson, and his fiance, JC. Uh, how do you say that? Nitolo? Nitolo. Nitolo. Uh, this was uh, given to us by his publicist via CNN. 
So yeah, I mean, you know, the very first thing we had to put in the intro is, you know, ever since I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Yeah. You know? And 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 that was the thing is that I think if you know Ray Liotta, that's the thing you know him most for. But I mean, he's been in so many movies. You talked about Field of Dreams. I mean, even um, Blow. Blow. I mean, he was just in so many like iconic movies, iconic roles. And I mean, and and if I don't. If I recall correctly, Ray Liotta was like adopted. He went through a lot of things in his life, uh-huh. and, and and he basically pulled himself up by his bootstraps, and he came out and he did his thing. And uh, you know, it, it's just it's it's a loss. I'm really looking forward to what this this latest movie he was working on. I'm sure they're gonna have to finish it up, right? Yeah, and then uh, most recently he was in the uh, uh, the Saints of Newark. Right, right, right. So, I mean, if you saw that, you saw him uh, portray one of the older characters from the Sopranos family in the Sopranos series. Uh, he literally was a, such a great actor. Like, he can make you love him. He can make you feel sympathetic for him. Mm-hmm. And he can make you hate him so good. Yes. And that was his bread and butter. Like, you're going to hate me. I, wasn't he on, like, Ray, uh, one of those shows on uh, Showtime? Uh, was it called Ray? I don't know. There's a, there's, sure. there's a gangster mo- uh, show on there as well But he has done so much And uh, he's definitely going to be missed Yeah, he, I mean, he was in NARC He, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had uh, uh, um, He was in uh, Simpsons right? He, play, he played Moe's brother I mean, yeah, I mean, he's been in just so many different things. He was, he did some voiceover work for like 30 for 30s um, You know, just so many different roles That you can like focus on and if you don't like one you'll find another one because he did so many movies and and it's just it's a huge loss and, and i'm sad to to see that he's no longer going to be around for a new movie after this one yeah but i'm looking forward to his his uh his next one that should be coming out so you, besides goodfellas what's another movie that that you're like oh i gotta watch it so <laughs> the, the the funny the funny thing is is that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like his movie but I'm his to, role in the movie. I'm, no, tr- yeah. I'm trying to remember the the name of the damn thing, but it was um when uh, uh, Seth Rogen played the cop. Seth Rogen played Seth, the cop. Uh, he played a, a a mall cop, right? And Ray, Ray Liotta was the uh, was the actual like uh, police officer, and in that he was there and he was basically giving him a hard time. And he was like, "You're not a real cop," and and I can't remember the damn name of it. Do you remember? Oh, observe and report. Observe, observe and report, report yeah. was the name of the movie. So Seth oh, Rogen, see. yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So yeah, so he just and they go to war. They go to war in that movie, and it's so silly because it's so it's like it was like a, a better version of uh, uh, Mal- Paul, <laughs> Paul Blart. The Mal- Mal- cop. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a better version of that movie, in my opinion. It kind of came out around the same time. So that's the one that I always... And I, and I just think it's a funny movie. It's so absurd. So I'll, I'll watch that one. But I, yeah, I mean, like, Goodfellas is... is and Goodfellas and uh, Field of Dreams is definitely the pinnacle of, like, you know, our generation. Right. Loving him, you know? Yeah, I'm literally going to go this summer on a binging uh, uh, a Ray Liotta thing. Just going to go watch everything from Copland to yeah. uh, John Q. Just, just where he has small roles. But I, I don't even remember him in Hannibal. No, I, I mean, look. Here's the problem: is that if I can't remember what shows I watch, you think I'm gonna remember like parts of movies? <laughs> nah, nah. All right, story number two. Mm-hmm. Man, what a barn burner of a game yes. yesterday! Everyone was asking me for my picks, and I'm like, "You take Boston seven, take Boston seven. I'm like, Jimmy might have a good game, but he's not gonna have a spectacular game like he did in Game Six. No, I mean, this. Let me tell you something: the, the seas came out. They they beat the Heat to to win Game Seven, and now they're gonna go and play the uh, the Dubs, well, right? Yeah, the Dubs. So, so now it's the first time in twelve years the Celtics is gonna go to the finals. Right. And Al Horford in fifteen years in his career is yep. his fi- first time going to the chip. I mean, look at this team. You see, you're watching the emergence of Jason Tatum as a All Star, as a as one of the top five players in the league right now. Right. 
one of the things that, that we saw, you know, this is a, a crazy game because Boston was ahead the whole game. And they were ahead by 10. They were ahead by 20. And then here comes uh, the Heat bouncing back and the roaring back, da da da, going back and forth. And right at the end, Jimmy Butler would have terrible fucking three. Okay, so. Terrible. I don't agree with the taking a shot. You take the tie, you start a lot of time. But he, he was what, wide it's, open. It's what you love and hate about Jimmy Exa- Butler. Right? Exactly. Cause Cause the Jimmy the, shot. Because he makes that shot and he's a hero, but he's not a good three point shooter. No, but he wanted to put the nail in the coffin and say, I'm the man. That's yeah. pretty much what the shot was. And, I mean, they went to the finals a couple years ago. They didn't make it. No. They played with the No, they played the Bucks. They, they played the Bucks. Was it the Bucks or the Lakers? No, they, they lost to him. No, they, played, they lost to the Lakers. Yeah, that was yeah. the year the it Lakers the and the Dodgers won. Yeah. It was the bubble. Yeah, it was a bubble. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Jimmy is Jimmy and Jimmy wants the spotlight and Jimmy wanted to be the man to put the nail in the coffin and guess what you've been playing every minute up to that point your legs were tired the way he shot it was off balance it was but but again he's not a good three point shooter no it's not not from there he's good from the corner one thing that we have seen is the emergence of him being able to drive to the hoop more and more being able to manipulate his body but you look at him he's so big and strong that he's not as athletic as some of the other guys that have more flow to their body if that makes sense makes total sense he's a little bit more stiff yeah, yeah. And again, and and uh, I, I was watching a post game show, and they were talking about like, oh, is that a good shot by Jimmy? No, it's a, that's a Jimmy it, shot. If he makes it, of course. If, if he, he makes, makes it, it, he's a genius, right? But it's a Jimmy shot. Right. I, you had the guy uh, backpedaling, almost falling down. You could have just driven to the hole. You would have got the foul. You would have got the end one. Yep. There's your three points. You would have had the one point lead. A different game at that point. So congratulations to the Boston uh, Boston Celtics, who actually beat everyone that uh, yes. uh, beat them. Yep. They, in the they, last they, couple they, years, yes, they came back and beat the uh, Giannis. They, yeah, they beat Kevin Giannis, Durant. Kevin Durant. Yep. Uh, who else did they beat? Uh, the Heat. On the Heat, right? The those are three teams. That, those are the three teams yeah. that they because last they year, eliminated yep, them. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I mean, look, that was revenge the revenge tour. The revenge tour, and look, very entertaining. I'm looking forward to see the Celtics, and I'm looking forward to see the Doves. But here's the problem: two game sevens in a row mm-hmm. for the Seas, right? Mm-hmm. That they had to fight tooth and nail to get there. Yep. They had they had beat the Nets already. Yep. So I mean they're doing good, but I don't know, man. The the Dubs have had a lot of rest now. The Dubs have had about are going to have about ten or twelve days off, and then the Seas are only going to have like five days off. These guys are all banged up, but if those Splash Brothers, all three of them, yeah. if, oh, if, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. they get hot, forget about it. You you look at blowouts, and it's going to be gonna be boring. I hope it's a competitive game, just like Game Seven of the Boston Celtics Miami game. Great series. I'm look. I'm hoping for at least six games in this series. Yeah, I'm, it's going to be four to two Dubs. Yeah, that's and that's what I, that's my prediction. Like yeah. that's what I think is going to happen after we already blew it by saying the Bucks were going to win and St. Phoenix is going to win. <laughs> I don't know who said that, but uh, I don't know yeah. who said that. Yeah, but I mean, look again, Jason Tatum right now. You know what I mean? You're seeing the league, tra- you know, uh, transform. We've seen like the emergence. What we talked about before about Luca possibly being one of the top top players in the league, number yeah. one, number two, whatever it is. So you saw him kind of come up in that uh, uh, the series against the Warriors. They made sure that in, in game four, they came out, came out on fire and they beat beat uh, Golden State. But I mean, you know, the uh, the Warriors are just too damn good. And, uh, you know, it's... We'll, we'll see what the season because they have one of the best defenses. Um, and then you got, you know, Tatum and Brown and, and Marcus Smart. They all play pretty good defense. And so it's oh, going to be like... Yeah, a, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, every member of the Celtics... I, I think it was the Celtics. Every single member of the starting five of the Celtics uh, got uh, first team or first or second team consideration for defensive, you know, all, so all, all time or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah. So, I mean, look, it, it'll be interesting. But, uh, you know, hey... I, I, I love watching the, uh, the NBA. I love watching any any league's championship, right? So even if I didn't like the NBA, I'm watching the championship. Well, it doesn't matter. It, it, the, the, once you hear the two words, game 
seven. Yes. You have to watch. Yes. You have 100%. to watch. All right. Story number three. And this one is uh, on a serious note. It's going to tug the hearts of everybody. Uh, at least 19 children and two adults were killed in a shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde County on May 24th. It is the deadliest shooting ever at a Texas public school. So this was a uh, basically a fourth grade class and yeah. two of their teachers. Um, this young man, 18 years old, shot his grandmother. He was only about, you know, 10 days past being 18. Mm-hmm. Poor kid somehow got these assault weapons, walked mm-hmm. into the, to the school. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, just, just just walked right in there. Um, and, and really without much resistance, right? Uh, from my understanding, he he, uh, he shot his grandmother. Shot his grandmother. And yeah. then he was, you know, evading and, uh, you know, he was, I guess, being chased by the police. And he, he, he no, well, no, he was driving. Was he dry. was driving. He crashed into a ditch. He went right into the school. Like they weren't even, they weren't oh, even they weren't going even, after okay. him yet. So yeah, he, I just see the vehicle crashed in by the school, and I guess he walked right into the school. He walked right into the school. Basically, not much resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we we can talk about all the the things that we've heard since then about the the police department not really going in there, not really, you know, just not doing what they needed to do. Right. I I, so, I, I want to be delicate about what I'm saying here. Um, but I mean, like we, we, we're seeing a lot of reports come out about them just not going in there. There was one, I even saw one report about like one guy went in there and like got his kids out and like, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah, just- we, that's all hearsay at this moment. Cause you know, you know social media will post uh, fake stories out there, but yeah. what we do know is that, um, for a fact that there is a protocol that's been installed after Columbine. And yeah. we were in high school during ho- we Columbine, and it, we it, 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 yeah, that. and it changed the way we walked into school. It changed yes. the way we looked at different uh, different things at, at at that point. And then that wasn't the first mass shooting at a school, but it was one of the most yes. nationally uh, televised uh, because I think it one happened in uh, Wilmette. I can't remember the year, but we talked about it uh, at yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a protocol by uh, uh, law enforcement that when you have something of, of an active shooter at a school. You don't have to wait for SWAT anymore. Yeah, and look, I, I really, I really don't want to focus on that aspect of it. I, you know, again, this is nineteen children, the, the two adults, all basically in the same class. Yeah. Um, I, I saw stories, even like one little girl, like saw some blood, you know, grabbed some blood, put it on herself to so she could and play dead. Being dead. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, you know, and, and and the 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 really heartbreaking thing about this is literally like hours before that, the, all the parents were in there in the school because yeah. the kids were getting their awards yeah. for the end of the year. It was two days before the end of the school year. Z, you you're you're about to end your school year at your yeah. school so i, I want to ask you as a teacher i really want your thoughts on this and, and what were you feeling when you first heard about this uh utter disgust utter disgust because it's supposed to be where you can send your children to be safe for six seven eight hours and not have to worry about anything happening to them because you have responsible adults there that are going to take care of your child like it is your own your own and Again, I've always have conversation. I say my kids are like, oh, you have kids? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, my 600 kids in the building. Those are right. all my right. kids, whether I have them one year or I have them all three years. Or even when they graduate, they're still going to be my kids. Right. And uh, to have that happen at such a small town and to such um, young souls yeah. who had nothing to do with this person who committed this crime, it, it really boils my blood. Because they had nothing to do with it. They had no ill will towards this person. They didn't cause this man any pain. 
they didn't tease him so it was very unprovoked um there's no reason for that to happen in our country at all okay you have a school they're not going to arm the security guards okay you don't want that you don't want armed security guards you don't want to arm your teachers that what, what teachers need is funding to be able to teach your child better well, okay. you know the the funny thing is you mentioned up fun uh, you mentioned funding and, yeah. and and I saw something on on uh, on Facebook. It says you know you you want to arm the you want to arm these teachers. You can't even find enough money in the budget to get them pens. Mm-hmm. Very true. You know what I mean. So where where is where do you think this money is going to come from? And, and and you know like I said, I I don't want to get too political into it, but you know it, it, there is a very distinct feeling of frustration yeah. on, on my part you know i'm watching i'm watching the thing i, I remember that you know the day would happen what happened and and I'm, I'm sitting there and and you know my daughter who's just a couple years older than that you know and, and just thinking about that and this is 10 years after uh sandy hook right yep so you know I, I i put on the news and i'm watching one of the parents from sandy hook talk about it and uh and they asked her he says hey you know can you explain to other parents that are going through this right now what it feels like and, and any advice that you can give them or can you, you know, go back to that time. And, and the parent just like, she, she thought for a second and she just says, you know what? I, I, I can't, I, I, I don't want to go back there. No, she couldn't, you know what I mean? Like she couldn't make it through it. So, you know, um, we were talking about the warriors a little bit earlier. Uh, warriors coach, Steve Kerr spoke about the shooting before their game five victory or, or uh, their victory over the Mavs that sent them to the finals. I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo, we've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California, and now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. Enough. Uh, enough. Enough is, is the exact sentiment. I mean, he did go on a, a bit um, talking about gun control and talking about the, um, I, I, like I said, I don't want to get into that too much. Yeah. I kind of cut that out. But uh, talking about the reason why, you know, you, you think about England about, you know, 25 years ago, they had a mass shooting. They got rid of all those assault weapons. Yeah, and and again, we don't want to get into that aspect, but we just want to say that this should not be happening in a country that is so rich compared to other countries. You have all the opportunity to do things. You have um, avenues for help. You know, reach out to a friend. Reach out to to someone that can help you. Um, So, yeah, 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 I mean, you know, he, he... he mentioned also the shooting that literally just happened in Buffalo 10 right. days prior on May 14th on your birthday. Yeah. Um, there was a mass shooting that, that occurred in Buffalo at the Topps Friendly Market store, and, uh, and 10 black people were killed and three other were injured, and the gunman was an 18-year-old male. Just like I said, the, in the school shooting, it was an 18-year-old young male. Yeah. And, and, and 
you know, typically what you'll see is you get these poor, underprivileged kids. Where are they getting money to get these assault weapons? That's I have I no idea. That's what I really want to know. Like, how do you? How are you gaining access? Because once and they traced all, it, yeah. it is legal, and it's, right. that's just, you know what I mean. So, what is going on here? It almost seems like there's something else going on behind the lines. Again, let's not speculate on that. Right. Let's really focus on, you know, this Memorial Day also, including the lives of the children that were lost, the two, the two teachers that were lost. One teacher, her her husband, right after going to the memorial, came out, came home and had a heart attack and yeah, passed away. He passed away of a broken heart. You know what I mean? So, uh, it, look, and, and for those, you know, we, we've heard from Steve Kerr before, mm-hmm. his compassion about issues like this because he's come out there. He said he's, you know, I think we're in the same boat. He says, I'm, I'm tired of giving my thoughts and prayers and condolences to yeah. devastated families. I mean, it's you that know, wash, rinse, repeat. Right. And, 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 and you know, it, it, later on in that uh, statement, he says, you know, we can't become numb to this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the problem is that, you know, we sit here in disbelief, but I mean, you have to believe it at this point because it just keeps happening. Happening. Yeah, it, again, it, it's, I don't want to become political, but I want to say that everyone has dropped the ball. Yeah. Everyone. Every adult that, that has uh, some type of authority to protect children yes. in all aspects, not just for this, but in all aspects, has dropped the ball. And nothing's going to change until we are responsible where, you know, it takes a village to raise, raise, raise a child. Mm-hmm. And that's gone away. That's gone away from, from when we grew up because, you know, yeah. You had, you know, your tia and the mom and over there in the yep. neighborhood. If you're doing something wrong, yep. you're getting reported uh, and you're, you're going to get it when you get home. And that's the that's what we have to go back to where we have a village taking care of all of our children. And I mean, you know, as a coach, coaching kids that age yeah. and, and older, I mean, I've seen, you know, again, we talked about your kids. These are my kids. These, mm-hmm. are, these are the kids for the rest of their lives. I'm going to be checking up on them, seeing yep. how they're doing, you know when they have kids of their own you know what i mean like just hey you know i heard this that when news whatever one of the little girls right there was just standing up with with her parents showing off an award and one of the pictures they showed was her in her softball uniform so i mean that that you know that 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 is something i really took to heart and and for those who really don't know about steve kerr's family history you know his father uh, malcolm was a university professor specializing in the middle east and the uh, arab world he was an american citizen and he was born and raised in beirut lebanon and that's where he passed away. He, yeah. ser- he served as president of the American University of Beirut, and he was killed by a gunman in 1984. So Steve Kerr, yeah. right when he was really kind of developing, going into his college and NBA years early yeah. on with the Cavs, you know, he kind of went through all this too. So, I mean, he is very close to a situation like this where he has seen violence and experienced this. So, you know, uh, uh, again, a, a heartfelt condolence to all the families of, of the victims, whether it's at the school, whether it's at Buffalo, whether it's at the, the church that he mentioned. Um, you know, and, and it's just it's just sad to see this happening again, especially when it has when it has to do with children. I think that's where I, I don't I don't see anything changing, which is a shame. But. As a parent, as a coach, and and you as a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I think I, I can speak for you as well, yeah. just to say that you know this really really just tears us to pieces inside, and and we just want to wish our condolences. All right, I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
Hey, what's up? This is Lex Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is The Bottom Line. And that's The Bottom Line. In this segment, we discuss the biggest Chicago sports topic of the week. And this week, it's no none other than the Chicago Cross Town Classic Southside Edition. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the White Sox avoided a sweep against the Cubs last weekend on the Southside by taking the finale by a score of 5-4 to four in 12 innings. I know we've each talked about it off air. I got to watch it with no sound, and you got to watch it. I mean, <laughs> hear it with no picture. So yeah. we're going to put our thoughts together on this one. So like first up, planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you go first, and then I'll, I'll chime in, brother. Go ahead. So, look, I mean, the, the Cubs did – I think the the Cubs actually did pretty well in this series. They played their I mean, ass off. You know, you saw what happened in game one, right? Yeah. I mean, this is this is my first question, okay? Okay. Is is uh, TLR a Cubs fan? I, I have a I question. I think so. Because I think he might be a Cubs fan. The way that he left Volkis in there so fucking long. Oh, my God. Uh, his his management of the bullpen oh, has... Not, not Volquez. What's his uh, fucking name? Vasquez. No, 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 Which no, one? no. You're, you're pitcher. No, the big fat fucking pitcher. <laughs> it's not Edison Volquez, is it? No, not Edison Volquez. No, it's, what's his name? Oh come on! Are you serious? I'm telling you, I get, didn't get to watch the game like that. Yeah, you're fucking Johnny Cueto, oh, your pitcher. Johnny Cueto, you talking what? about Johnny Cueto yes. with six innings or oh, six or seven innings in? You mean you mean TLR Th- left or left? Three of those in. runs were not his fault. They were all errors. TLR left him left him in for about fifteen fucking innings. Yeah, he was way he was too like, long. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't understand what what the hell was that about? Yeah, Cueto was uh, he had twelve scored innings prior to that. He's pitched two. Two games of six and each, and you know, at some point, you've seen the White Sox uh, pitchers get hit in the last ten days. Yep, and a, a lot of it's because the teams are adjusting because they know that they're going to get a fastball off the first pitch, and uh, they're jumping on the White Sox very early. But that, but that's exactly that, that was the Cubs' game plan from the start. Jump on them early. Jump on them yeah. early. I mean, the first hit of the game, the first pitch of the game was home hit run by by the, by the, the young kid that the Cubs just brought up. I mean, look, it, it was a was a Christian whatever. The, oh wow. <laughs> Watching the Cubs and Brewers right here on Memorial Day, um, but yeah, I mean, look, the, the Cubs jumped on Johnny Cueto early, yep. not Volquez, I promise you. Um, but they jumped on. <laughs> we're talking about the damn Reds pitchers uh, uh, last show, but look, uh, yeah, Christopher Morel jumped on him right away, went out there, and they just did their thing in that first game, and it, it was impressive to see the Cubs come out and and prove that. Look, I don't care if uh, you know you guys are supposed to be better than us. But the problem is, is that the White Sox have been sitting there and, and just playing like a, a 500 team. They're not busting out the way we expected them to. It's funny enough that you mentioned the 500 team because that's what they've been playing. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10. I've, I've been going back and forth with Ozzie and Jr. on Twitter. Oh and, uh, yeah, you know we know how that can yeah. go. That can go for hours where we just go back and forth. We start quoting numbers and so forth. But one thing that we did agree upon is that the White Sox are going to be playing 600 ball the yep. rest of the season because of the injuries. You better hope they're playing 600 ball. But that's not going to get the job done. They're going to get maybe the second one wild card and I get know. bounced out right away and that's my problem is that right now you talk about all the talent on the team yes you got injuries but i mean we talked about it before injuries can't be an excuse you have mm. to have enough depth to cover injuries right 
I mean, we, we saw we saw a pretty bad injury in game two. Yeah, Tim Anderson uh, strained his groin uh, when he was making a, a throw across his body when he fielded a ball in the, was it short left field? Yep. I mean, he made the play, but when he landed, it looked like he, he his cleat either got stuck or, or whatever it was, but it looks like a groin injury. So he's heading to the IL. Yep. Tim Anderson is literally the spark plug for the team. When he hits, the team goes and they can score, but it's not happening. It's not going to happen. Like, you got Josh Harrison hitting under 200. Andrew Vaughn has been playing okay. Obreu is still uh, barely warming up. You know, he's, he's, he's like the hot pot of water that it takes yeah. forever to heat up. Grandel's hitting under 200. Uh, I know he's walking lately, but still, he cannot play. His defense is garbage. And he can't throw anybody out. And then he can't hit. So what's the point of having him on the show on the team? Because you paid him $75 million. That's why. Yep. AJ Pollock, again, this is the White Sox bargain hunting in the offseason to, to, to address one of their one of their needs is, is uh, to have a left fielder or a right fielder. And, and it's just not working out. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm not mad about that because we've seen AJ Pollock be a good player in the yeah. league. We we saw him do okay with uh, with the Dodgers. I mean, but he was really good with the Arizona Diamondbacks before he went to the Dodgers. If I'm not mistaken, he yeah. was there first. So I mean, like you know, you're not expecting uh, uh, you weren't expecting him to be as bad as he is, quote unquote, as bad as he is, right? Right. Yeah. But the thing is, he's not a fast outfielder either. So no. that doesn't that doesn't help us uh, with uh, Lou Bob and, and Eloy out, who covers a lot of ground in right. the outfield. Now, now one player i would like to give props to is adam angle that dude is the man of steel right he if it's near the wall he's gonna catch it and you know what that was that that was that first game where it was five to one and uh uh contreras got robbed of a home run mm-hmm. and uh, yes, ro- yes, robbed yes, me of yes. some money too because i had contreras they hit a home run for that game <laughs> <laughs> so angle even though you're making a minimum wage over there i needed that that bomb uh another good bright spot has been jake Berger. Uh, he's yes. been hitting the cover off the ball, and obviously he's he's covering from Moncada at third. So he's not a, a all star defensive no, third baseman. He's a guy. He's just a guy filling the spot. And and he got the walk off for the twelve inning game. He did make up for the error yeah. that that yes. cost him a run, and it was a tough hop. But again, Jake Berger has been playing to the best of his ability. This is a guy who came off two uh, torn. Uh, Achilles tendons. Right. So for him to make it into the in the MLB and make it all the way up, it, it's been a blessing. Another guy that's been hitting pretty good is Galvin Sheets, even though it hasn't shown it uh, as of this week. But again, you have a lot of lot of injuries now with TA going down for 15 days. Uh, Eloy got, got yeah. hurt at his at his assignment. Lou Bob was uh, with COVID, uh, yeah, so Lou, he didn't even play in the season. Right. So he might even play the next series. Uh, we got Lance Lynn who had three scoreless uh, yeah. three innings of scoreless inning uh, yesterday. So he's on his way back but you look at about 10 days from now so i mean when do you press the panic button for the south side yeah i mean we got to see what's going to happen in june right we talked about june coming up soon well, so everybody say oh it's april it's cold oh it's may just wait right so and, yeah, and we're, now I mean, we're, we're six mean, games I, I, out five right. six games out. And, and i think you see what happens in the halfway through june see where you're sitting right now i know you guys play the twins soon um but i mean right. look he, he, here's what i'll say is that i think every Sox fan in Chicago after them sweeping the Cubs at Wrigley expected them to sweep the Cubs at, at the G spot, right? I know. I knew we were going to lose one. You know what I mean? We well, were playing no, no, like no. shit. Yeah, but I'm just saying in general, the like Cubs that, get that, up that, for that us. cockiness right there. Uh-uh. And, and, uh-uh, don't tell me that. I wasn't don't cocky. I didn't mention nothing all weekend. But but you and me have a different thing. We yeah. pay attention to the team. Right. I promise you guys, like, oh, Berto, like doesn't. fuck your team. Like, calm the fuck down, first of all. I don't care. Wait, <laughs> just calm down. Like, you, you, you guys take it to such an extreme. But when you talk about, look, the, the way Strowman came out there, he played pretty well. Yeah, he did. Hendricks plays pretty well. Uh, Miley, Wade Miley for the Cubs, he came in. 
in, had what, one star, two stars. Now he's back on the IL. I mean, um, you know, the, the guy that I really, have, like I said before, have been impressed with was Keegan Thompson. He was the yeah. one, he was the starter for game one. Yeah. And I mean, he's just got that grit. He doesn't give a fuck. He no. does not care. That's a good pitcher on your on your staff. Yeah. And the, the, the struggles that you guys had for starting pitching and, and now the, the bullpen, uh, you guys have been taking days off. It's either one or the other for you guys, right. and they haven't been consistent. Um, I I love to see David Robinson when he pitches for you because he was Robinson, one of our yeah, guys, yeah. and he's a, he's a monster. Well, um, I mean, he, and he's been the most most reliable, like one of the most reliable closers, uh, uh, you know, in the league. And you know, the the interesting thing is, is that they have a guy Scott Efros who's come in. He gives you that that change of pace with are that you weird. Fuck Ross? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got that crazy like sidearm thing that completely throws you off, especially when when he played it in game one. Keegan Thompson went up there, did his thing, and then you throw F. Ross in there, and then he's just you know, uh, uh, Thompson is a conventional pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got this guy throwing like this sidearm, sidearm crazy, yeah. like what the fuck happened? So I mean, like I, I talked about it before. I, I talked about the fact that the Cubs are not going to be as bad as people think they are. No. Their record doesn't, to me, their record doesn't show how talented this team is because they're sitting there. And they're still smacking people in the face, but it's either uh, they're not getting that timely hitting or they're not getting that, like, just right there they're losing by one run, and that's the trick of it. But, I mean, you look at guys like Michael Givens has been pretty good for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go up and down and just see that this team, they, they had P.J. Higgins had to come in because when Wilson Contreras was injured, you had Jan Gomes. Well, literally right then, Jan Gomes got injured, so they had to bring in Higgins, who is still on the roster because even though Contreras is back, you need your backup uh, catcher. But one one guy I will talk about is uh, Schwindel, man. Schwindel was literally getting ready to get sent down. Yeah. He was literally assigned to AAA. Yeah, he's on his way to the airport, and they're yep. like, "Oh, hold on, sir. Yep, you're going to San Diego yep. first. Exactly. And he's like, "What? You're sent? They just sent me down. He's like, "Nope, you're yep. coming back up San Diego." And since then, and, and since then, he's know, been playing his ass he off. He went from what, like a 200 hitter to like a 260 hitter. Yep. You know what I mean? So he's been doing his thing. Him and Wisdom doing their back to back thing, hitting back to back home runs in conse- uh, consecutive games last week. So one guy that that's been a little bit of a, a, a letdown uh, recently is Alfonso Rivas. He had he was on a hot streak he's kind of cooled off a bit and we're still waiting to see uh what's going to go on with magical magical is on the il right now so i don't have a lot of hope I, I, watching him play i'm just not in, I, i'm not inspired by him no not at all i really am i'm not and i told you like to send him down and what end up happening he's getting injured but so he's gonna have to do a triple a AAA stint anyways so yeah. maybe he can get his confidence back. Maybe he get a stroke back. I mean, you need somebody to, to get on base. You need somebody to set the table for you because you need that leadoff hitter, and that's what you got him for. Yeah, and that's and, and you're absolutely right. But guess what? They got Christopher Morel has come up, and he's actually been doing a pretty damn good job. And he's always got a smile on his face. He's always excited to be there. And you know, that's is, this is what we saw out of Wisdom and uh, what we saw of Schwindel last year. Guys that are just happy to be in the bigs. Trying to make the most out of their situation. I mean, this this guy Christopher Morel. You know what year he was born? Oh, uh, don't tell me, bro. The it's year make you feel old. that we graduated high school. Oh my god! Don't <laughs> don't put that information out there. <laughs> and and you know one guy one guy on the Cubs that I'll, I'll say I, I I just can't figure out is Nico Horner, man. Because uh, him, oh, he's so frustrating is, to watch. Not, it, it, we saw in the first game, we saw that kind of weird thing where Abreu should have caught that ball mm-hmm. right there on yeah. the on the you know what I mean. We saw the same thing with Nico and Ian Happ both coming in, and one peeled off, and the, you know Happ is expecting him to catch it. Nico Horner stayed out there way too long. You get called off to stop. Don't wait until the ball's about to drop and then get out the way. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, so th- very there's frustrating. certain things that you got to get to. Nico is, is a big, strong guy. I mean, he's six one and two hundred pounds. He should be smacking the ball around, and I feel like he's just not 
doing what we expected him to do. No, it's frustrating on both sides of town. Uh, the Cubs are literally playing with house money at this point. Yeah, you know, you're, you know, let's see what we can get out of these guys and who's going to be on the team for the future. As for the White Sox, you got such a disappointment because no one's hitting as as the back of the baseball cards says they are. Right. Um, besides Tim Anderson, who was leading the league in, in batting average and in hits and so forth and so forth, that's it. That that has been it. Speaking of disappointments. Keiko was finally DFA'd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he still owed about eighteen it's a, million. It's a disappointment for you guys. You know, the rest of the the rest of the league is like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's giving up seven runs a game, right? And this has been going on since last year. I mean, he is like like you said, he got the Jake Arrieta where he's got no yeah. no gas in the tank yeah. anymore, and he's throwing softballs, literally batting practice to the op- uh, the opposition. Keiko was 34. He was 2-5 and five with a 7.88 ERA this season after compiling a 5.2 ERA in 32 games last year. So either way, there was no more room for him because, you know, we, we brought up Cueto, who's been pitched pretty good except yeah. for that game against the Cubs. But he, uh, Cueto pitched good in that game. He did. It was, because he gets, three the runs were errors. You gave, you gave up two runs in the first. You gave up one run in the second, and then nothing the whole rest of the game. That's what he did. And they were, they were all errors. Right. They were un- under. So yeah. it wasn't his fault. So he's been pitching his butt off. And again, that, that's lightning in a bottle and see how hard we can ride that horse. Yeah. I mean, we, and we talked about that before. Now, here, here's my question for you. You know, we talked a little bit about, like, when to hit the panic button for the Sox. Yeah. What between now and, let's say, June 15th, yeah. right, what do you need to see out of the White Sox before you will hit the panic button? See, what's going to go on is that the White Sox are going up north to the uh, to Canada, and they're playing the Blue Jays, who are not who are not dominating. No. They're another team that has a lot of great players, but not dominating yet. Well, they play in a really tough division. They I mean, do a really, really tough. Division. Yeah, they do. Um, but you got three against the Blue Jays, and then three against the Rays, and then three against the Dodgers. So this is your litmus yep. test. Yep. I mean, and here's the thing. That's nine games. This this is also coming off just getting your ass tore up by the Red Sox. Yeah, like just but they torn. were like, we whooped their ass over there, and then after that, they turned it on. Everyone yeah. is hitting the cover off the ball. You got uh, Devers and fucking uh, Mookie Betts yep. hitting home runs left and right, and it's like, who the fuck was this team? And just beat your ass. Oh yeah, completely. And they whooped on somebody. Uh, was it the Orioles the other day? They had like twelve runs or something yeah, like that. They're a lot better than the Orioles. You, we are way way better yeah, than the Orioles. Mean, yeah, so. the Orioles are a minor league team right now. Um, but look at that. you got nine games against potential. Uh, Playoff teams right here Because let's just say The Blue Jays are going to be In the playoffs uh, Barring injuries The Rays as well Are always there Right um, Again These two teams Play in the same division Along with the Yankees Who are dominating right now So we'll see what happens there. The Dodgers One of the best teams In baseball Yeah So again You have nine games Against really good teams You've got to come away With this At least six and three so what what is the one position where the White Sox have to get better at in order for you to truly feel like they can be a championship contender? All of them. <laughs> no Tim Anderson. So that that's your 300, 360, 370 hitter out. But he should be back. Uh, yeah. Well, he'll be back after those nine games. Um, you're looking at uh, Eloy and Lubob also gone. You've got uh, I don't I don't I love Ango in right field I I don't mind him hitting two fifteen two thirty he got that he got the attitude on him oh yeah he's got he's got the the thing is that Larusa doesn't put him out there he puts L- Larry out there Larry. I'm like yeah Larry can't fucking hit water he fell into a tub um, Larry's also banged up Mancada's got 
this uh, leg issue. So I don't know. Is it is it the, the the staff that's not preparing these these players correctly? Are they doing too much weight and yeah. less stretching? I I did I did hear I did hear something about like the the fact that your your athletic staff, your trainers, your yeah. your strength and conditioning coaches are not really getting them in position. Yeah, focus. Do some yeah. yoga. Do some hot yoga. Yeah. Do some Pilates. Do more of that rather than uh, bulking know, up. You know who who really resurrected his career when he, when he started doing that was Arietta. Arietta, he got slim. You know I mean? Yeah, I remember he got ripped. Yeah. Yeah, was he on the cover of some magazine? Uh, it, no, he was in. Uh, he did the body issue of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just jacked. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, and and you know, <laughs> what, what do you think about uh, Kopech? Kopech is he's gonna be fine. I, I think he's a great addition to to the staff. I mean, he's your your number four pitcher right yeah. now, and I think that's fine. And then you have Velasquez and uh, Cueto as, as your five. You can alternate them back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then once you have uh, uh, Lance Lynn come back in. The big bastard. Now, now you you have a lot of pieces to play with and to give some of these pitchers an extra day off. So, you wouldn't target a uh, uh, a pitcher at the trade deadline. I told them. I told them to resign Rodon, but they didn't want to spend that money. Yeah, but again, we talked about that a little bit because you know he he had to prove it so many times, right? Yeah, and he's that's do- the problem. Is and that he's dominating with the Giants right now. But again. He was bad to the point where they let him go and then had to bring, like, gave him another chance. Agreed, but he, he resurrected so his career, yeah. You had to prove it in a fucking, uh, uh, you know, prove what it mean? Year how long time. is that going to last? Well, that's what I'm saying. They should have just rewarded him. And then you would have had one through four locked up. Yeah, but how, for how long? That's the problem. Yeah, he wanted a longer term deal, and the White Sox never do a long term deal for a pitcher. N- that, not, especially not one of their own guys. No. Well, I mean, the uh, sale was locked up for a long time because it was cheap. Yeah, and then they traded him, and then look and look, look at how much we got. Yeah. yeah. So right now, for panic buying, I would say yeah, June fifteenth. But you're looking at these three series, and then you're looking at when Lansing comes back. What what kind of effect is he going to have? And then who's coming up? I mean, you got Yobert Sanchez, who's tearing the ball up. Mm-hmm. He's been rising up through the, through the ranks. Is he is he going to be a call up soon? Because everyone's hurt. Mendick is not the answer. Larry's not nah. the answer. I mean, you, do you call up the young guys already? Because literally, there's not much left in in the bullpen. No, I mean, the uh, minor leagues for them to call up or to trade. No, your your cupboard is pretty bare right now when you look at because they they have brought all their players up for the most part. But I mean, to me, the the guy that I'm, I'm looking toward because I, I look at um, some of the guys that are on the team. We talked about Angle a little bit. We talked about your your boy Wallace and Gromit over there that's been playing first Vaughn. base, right? You know what I mean? Like, if to me, he should be very soon sliding into that role maybe after this year and then let Abreu just be your DH yeah. all you know full yeah. time agreed but the the one guy that that really kind of I, I want them to focus on it and really needs to figure his shit out is Mankata because we you know we talked about yes. it a little bit before yes. you know the, the fact that he was out when when uh, during that COVID year when he got sick and he never really kind of came back I mean this is a big fucking guy you're 6'2 225 and you are just not Hitting the way that you should. I don't understand. How do you have tired legs, bro? I, I just don't. I don't. I as don't many days as he's gotten problem. off, how do you have tired legs? And and this is. Uh, I, I was listening to the radio yesterday, and they were talking about they don't make them like they used to, right? We always say that. Though people, old people say that they don't make stuff like they used to. They don't make big players. The Cal Ripkins, the Frank Thomas, the the Ozzy Gins, who. You had to literally drag them with a a, 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 yeah, yeah, a, a SWAT team off the field, even if they were banged up. Hey, take a couple of Advil, let's go. I'm in there. You know, they don't make players like that. And with these guys getting as many days off as they do, uh, a pinch hit for, uh, they have all the technology for health that these guys in the 70s, 80s, and 90s didn't have. How are these guys getting injured a lot more 
than those everyday players that we grew up with. I think, you know, well, I mean, number one, it's drugs. <laughs> I mean, I think we can 100% say that it is drugs. It has yeah. steroids, right? That's a big thing. When we were a kid, we didn't think about steroids until, you know, we were teenagers and that kind of became a thing. But I mean, we didn't, you know, that's more than likely a big part of it. But I mean, look, right now I'm looking at Mankata's stats, you know, 60 at-bats, not a lot. Not a lot. Okay. His average is 133 on the year. Mm-hmm. 133. Below the Mendoza line? And and for his last seven games, his average is 0-8-0. That is a zero with an eight and then another zero. Because he had one good game and then he was 0 for everything. So I, I and I just don't I don't understand what is going on with this guy. Now you look at a guy, again, we talked about Jake Berger. Yes, you're just a guy. But you're hitting 250. You yeah. got four home runs. And he was slotted into the fourth spot yesterday. You know what I mean? And and you know, on your 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 average, right? Your average is five home runs on the season for this mm-hmm. guy. He's already got four. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he's playing, like you said, he's playing to the stats in the back of his baseball card he is. right now. He right. Is. His average career average is two fifty four. This season right now he's two fifty. You'll so, be around there. You'll be around there. He's gonna have like twelve home runs for the year. Because he won't get no more playing time when Moncada gets back, and that's this—that's the shitty thing is that Moncada, you're outplaying Moncada yes. right now. But because he's a name, he was he is part of that package that you traded for, Agreed. right? That's why you're going to get that love. So I mean, it's it's it is definitely frustrating. And then you got a guy like Josh Harrison, right? You know, he was just that kind of lop him on at the end. Yeah. But again, you know, he's a he's a career. 271 hitter, and he's hitting 167 right now. Yeah, there's there about eight guys that are hitting. Like under 200 it, It's really bad Besides uh, Who is it uh, Well Berger um, Vaughn I think Vaughn's almost, almost at the 200 mark But there's a lot of players Under And I'm just like It's so frustrating Because You have enough injuries Why are the rest of the guys Who are, who are allowed to step up Step up bro Step yep. up Yeah I mean You got Oscar Colas Yolki Cespedes um, They're supposed to be A couple years away They're outfielders They're sluggers And they're they're doing well. Yeah, Norge Verga, who's going to be a Vera, sorry. Who's a prospect pitcher for the White Sox, who's going to be a couple years away as well. I mean, you have you have a lot of stuff in the in the, in the bank, but they're not seasoned yet. You got to let that simmer. So right now, the White Sox, um, if they don't go past that, that, that 500 mark for the next nine games, it's time to hit the panic button. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think we're at that point, like you said. White Sox got to get it together because they are just not. I don't know what it, what it is with this team. And then three runs a game is not going to cut. No, it. no. And and Grant, yes, you're missing Eloy right now. You are missing Lou Bob right now. You know, you're missing Moncada. You're missing what Moncada should be right, right now, right? Uh, I Joe mean, Kelly. I'm Joe Kelly. Well, Joe Kelly went down. I'm not thrilled with your catcher. You know what I mean? No. I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I feel like right now you you have a lot of holes and question marks in this team. And uh, even just the way he play, like I'm, I'm just not, I'm not that big on Grandal. I'm just not. No, even it, the way he calls the game is weird. Like, yes, it's just, I don't, I do. Again, I, I am liking the kid that we got from uh, Toronto. Yeah, uh, he's been his. Again, he's not supposed to bat 300. Uh, you're talking about Reese McGuire. Yep. But he's getting at least one hit a game in an RBI. He catches a very good game. He calls a very good game. Yeah. Um, and he, he's got a great arm to throw people out. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that he's, again, a nobody, right? He's a, He was he, there to play the defense because right. we gave up offense for defense. Right. And uh, he's actually doing a little bit of both. So, again, this, is, this goes back to not wanting to pay a, two catchers when we had McCann, who was a better defensive catcher, mm-hmm. a way better play caller. And, look what he, you know, and he's yeah, pretty good since he left the Sox. Yeah, right, exactly. But you chose the, the big name. 
And this is one of those times that the White Sox didn't bargain uh, a shop and they got burned with him and Keiko. Well, uh, this is what I'll say is that, you know, you're looking at, you talked about Eloy being out, Mankata being out, Lancelin being out, um, you know, and now we got TA out. I think right now you have to have some of these guys that are filling in for him. And we've seen it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. We've seen the guys fill in. We've seen uh, Berger. We've seen, uh, you know, your boy in the outfield do pretty well. But guess what, uh, White Sox fans? You got two weeks to get your shit together, mm-hmm. get it going. And if you don't figure it out, you're going to be sellers instead of buyers at the trade deadline. And that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. All right, fans, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey, this is Mikey Owen. You're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. All right, brother. It's that time again. Uh Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Oh, I got a good one, man. I have- hey, it's Memorial Day. You better throw some good shit at me, man. <laughs> so give me something good. All right. Give me something good. Um, so yesterday, uh, I was having a little bit of brunch. It was fancy. With the pinky up. Yeah, pinky up. Yeah. So I ordered some shots, some tequila shots, because, you know, that's what we do. <laughs> fancy tequila shots. Oh, yeah. And um, 
the the waiter's like, oh, what, what kind of tequila do you want? He literally had a seven, eight foot wall of tequilas. He's like, which one do you want? I'm sorry, what? Eight foot wall of tequilas. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right. So um, uh, let me get some. I was like, you know what? Let, let's Centenario or, or Eradura, something like that. He's like, you know what? I got you. He's like, uh, I have uh, this tequila. I forgot the name of the brand. It's something we drink all the time, but I'm, you know, <laughs> I forget shit. <laughs> but it's infused with pineapple, so it's literally in a in a uh, what are those things? Summer things they call they put them outside the uh, little glass thing where it has like a water and you just oh, pour it. Oh yeah, 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 I know you're talking about. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it's literally like the punch crab. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So it's literally full of pineapple, okay. and, and it's got and it's filled with tequila. So it is tequila that's been fermented with pineapple. Per, oh, okay. okay. So it's okay, it's a okay. white tequila, and it's been sitting there for for it's whatever. Like a blanco and it sits in there. Yes. And okay, I see. Okay. And they poured that out. You know, we all had shots, and oh my god. Okay. It is delicious because it gives you that smoky taste. Still, uh-huh. it gives you a little bit of sweetness, and then it gets you with that tequila. So my question to you is: Would you take infused tequila shots? Pineapple. All right. First since, of all, since first of all, shout out to Mike with his pineapple. First of all. Pineapple don't go on pizza. I just want to make sure that we reiterate that in case we haven't talked about that in a while. You fucking weirdos. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, uh, pineapple with tequila, hell yeah. Pineapple on pizza, hell no. So I mean, I think I think we understand the uh, the dynamic, <laughs> dynamic there, here. how that works. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, like that that sounds good. I want I might put like some limon in there. You know what I mean? Something like that, and let it sit there and ferment. Because I, I told you before, what I'll do is if I'm feeling a little feisty, oh. I'll go ahead and, and order a modelo, okay, and then tequila on the rocks yes. with, the, with the limon, and let it sit there, and then drink my beer. And by the time sip. I'm done with the beer, my tequila is ready to sip because I like to cut it a little bit with the water, and then you get the lime and let it steep like it's tea, right? Mm. And by the time I'm ready to drink this guy, I get another modelo and pop, 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 and two, two. two uh, two uh, shots and two uh, drinks in, I'm good to go, and I just cruise on on my Modelo the rest of the night. So, hell yeah, I, I would try that. I mean, it's look, it's a perfect way to kick off summertime. It's oh, a, yeah. it sounds like a great summertime. It's, a, it's one of those things you can sip all day. You know, right, right, right. right. I mean, you're not gonna you, sip. You sip on it. Yeah, it, it, they gave they give it to shots, and they were very small shots because yeah. it's very strong tequila. But it is something where you, like you said, you put a big cube of ice. Yep. You pour yes. it in there, and then take a sip. sip. Let it let it let it melt yeah. a little bit. Ooh. Okay. And, and see, that's the thing too. Is like you know, especially in the summertime when we, we everyone's getting ready to party, you'll sit there and you'll have uh, your red cup. To me, that that sounds like something that'd be like really, really good in a glass. Oh no, it has got to be in a glass. You know what I mean? A glass with the big ice cubes. I yeah. hope I got some still in the freezer for, for <laughs> later. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely try that, man. It sounds like uh, it sounds like you fucking tricked me into agreeing with you somehow. Oh yes, the sir, ladies and gentlemen, I am correct. Oh god, <laughs> damn. <laughs> No, for real, but like, I know we're, we're big tequila connoisseurs. We love our tequilas. It doesn't matter what color it is, what how many ages. Uh, I mean, I like all tequila. Yeah, I mean, I do too. But I mean, like, I, I, I like not all the brands. Yo, that's a big. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about cheap tequila. We're talking about good I feel, tequila. I feel like I feel like every tequila, you know, whether it's blanco, you know, reposado, and yes. you know, they all have their own space. Correct. Right. Blanco is is, is underrated to me. It is. You could do a lot of stuff with blanco. Blanco is great for mixing. Yes. You know what I mean. And some of the others are, are better for sipping. And things like the that, same thing I mean, with whiskey, right? Your Jack is correct. good for mixing. Yeah, I'd still avoid it. I'm not I know kidding. you're you're off the brown uh, stuff now. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? 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 Uh, 
But I got a question for you, sir. Yes, sir. Before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports, sir? Oh, man. There's so much stuff that's coming out this week. I'm uh-huh. that giddy. First things first, strangey. Strangey. <laughs> Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. Yes, you heard that correct. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. Seven episodes. Each episode's over an hour. Dude, so just for just for reference, I'm looking at episode one was like two hours. Episode two was two hours. And I went back and I'm sitting there like just to scroll, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. I'm like, season one, 45 minutes, 38 yep. minutes, yep. 57 minutes. I'm like, y'all. Like I get it, but damn, I I, I have a tendency to take a nap after thirty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, I'm in for about forty five. And even we're watching uh, the the second episode of season four last night. Mm. And right when something crazy is about to happen, I'm dozing off, and my daughter's sitting there hitting the bo- bottom of the recliner, like, Dad, wake up, wake up, wake up, watch this, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Did she finish it already? Uh, she, we watched. No, we haven't finished it. We just, we only watched the first two episodes so okay. far because we'll, we'll we'll watch it together. Oh man, it is such a great show. And uh, we were talking a little bit off air when we we come up with our shows that we watch, and this is one of those shows that has progressed over time. Yes. It, it it does it does have a lot of kid topics and so forth, but these kids are growing up. It, we the, didn't the, have the, a show for two yeah, years, so now the content is growing up. I I didn't recognize some of the kids at first because they've grown up. Their facial features are a little different. Correct. They have more hair, whatever. Will is weird. Will is it just looks yeah. as weird as yeah. ever. Yeah. 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 And you're like, what about me? Yeah. What about me? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of dynamics that are that are evolving. Uh you also have um a new villain that that's appearing. Uh-huh. So that we still don't know what the origin is. Nope. But that it is scary. Oh, but yeah, it is very <laughs> connected. Um I, I, it's such a great show Like I, I can't stop watching I think I have Half of six And seven to watch And okay. then I'm gonna be uh, Going through withdrawals Until <laughs> July 1st so. uh, But another show That uh, is coming out Is uh, The Boys Which comes out At the end of the week I know you're uh, Have you seen that yet? Uh, I saw about three episodes <laughs> Yeah there we go So watch The Boys Ladies and gentlemen It is a superhero uh real life kind of uh, application to it where what if superheroes weren't so uh you know yeah. cut out blue collar well it, no what if superheroes didn't have any morals That's there you go yeah <laughs> pretty much pretty much uh and then the other one that just premiered last week is the obi-wan series i think the first two episodes are out on disney plus that's still something i need to watch uh, i heard there's a, a couple of uh, easter eggs in there that uh, you got to be paying attention to so i will hit up gigantor because he's the star wars nerd in uh for us so but this is one thing that I wanted to talk about a lot, and it's a movie that I text you as soon as I finished watching it last weekend after, um, yeah, that's the replay. Um, <laughs> after we finished recording last weekend, um, it's called The Outfit. It's on Peacock. Okay. Um, so The Outfit makes reference to the the uh, syndicate, The Outfit, uh, uh-huh. which was the a nationwide uh, syndicate that happened uh, in the 50s after Al Capone passed away and then all these guys got all together I remember this right, so this is a movie based uh, in Chicago and it's literally shot in a storefront like the whole movie is in a storefront so there's four different rooms in a storefront and that's where the whole movie takes place this reminds me of the Sopranos and the butcher shop yeah, Sasha Rally. Right. That's yeah. really where yeah. Yeah, it's a main shot. Yeah. So it is one of those movies where it's a murder mystery, kind of the clue. Ooh. Yeah. And it's a whodunit. Yeah, whodunit. And there's there's a um there's twist, turns, and holy shit moments. Ah. Like you think this person did it? 
Nope. Wait, this is a movie or a- this is a movie? Okay. So, okay. so it's right up your alley. It's right up your alley because I don't want to give you another can, series. That's something that I can watch and be done with. Yeah, I think it's about two hours even. Okay. Um, it's one of those movies you're gonna be like, okay, good. Uh, so it takes place uh, in a in a, a tailor shop. Um, you know, if you don't know, a tailor is uh, referred to as a cutter. Yep. So they they cut the fabric and they put everything together. Those are the cutters. Tailors are the ones that sew everything up, pretty mm. much. You know, they, your hem, your your. You know, you know what's funny is you mentioned that is that my, my dad will always talk about like when, when he was in in London when he was in what the seventies I think. Speaking of yeah, go ahead. So 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 he would always you know you'd have ta- suits tailored directly for you. You wouldn't yes. just go buy. There was no such no really, off the rack. No off the rack, right? Yeah. So when he, he always talks about the, uh, the the tailor that was uh, measuring you, he one of the questions they would ask you is how do you dress? Yes, I beg your pardon. Yes, do you know what that means? How you when you ask how do you dress? What side of your pant leg do you sit your dick so that it's more comfortable, so you have more room on that side? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never pay attention to what side it's on. I just know it's there. <laughs> but but it's like, how do you dress, sir? Like, oh, I just, you know. So the cutter is from from London. Uh-huh. So he studied for years and years to become a cutter, and then he there's a story about him coming into Chicago. They, so they're also called moils. I did not know that. Yeah. Moils. You know what a moil is? No. A moil is the, the Jewish one that, that uh, performs the circumcision. Ah. They say, hey, how's that hanging? Uh, short, shriveled, and always to the left. <laughs> liar, liar. <laughs> liar, liar. All right, E, <laughs> what are you watching, brother? Uh, yeah, so aside from Stranger Things, which I'm super excited about, uh, I've also just watched a movie that my wife kept telling me, watch this fucking movie, and it is called The Gentleman. This is a, yes, uh, uh, man, movie. this is a really good movie. Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hoonan, um, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant, um, and the, the story, the synopsis for you guys. Mickey Pearson is an American expatriate who became rich by building a highly profitable marijuana empire in london when word gets out that he's looking to cash out of the business it soon triggers an array of plots and schemes including bribery and blackmail from shady characters who want to steal his domain this is a guy Ritchie movie so if you know anything about guy Ritchie movies like snatch locked stock and two smoking barrels i think it was one of his as well i might be wrong on that one but uh anyone that knows guy Ritchie movies knows you know what this is the feel of this thing yep this was so, so enjoyable. Uh, uh, based on the topic, mm-hmm. it might be more enjoyable if you partake in the in the uh, <laughs> in the, the the particular plant that they're they're talking about. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, very very interesting. Very interesting the way that he set everything up, and and uh, uh, the way that he was able to farm his product without being known, without being seen. That was really really cool very interesting and uh the way that it was all written with uh with hugh grant basically being the one to tell the story and okay he was getting ready to sell a script uh uh to uh, uh to them and saying hey this is how i know all these things and this is how it all developed and that's kind of the way the way it went down but i mean i would definitely uh, recommend this one and it's got a lot of uh Twists and turns and all yeah. that stuff like that that you know you mentioned in, in some of your uh, previous recommendations. Mm-hmm. You heard about this one? Uh, I did. I, I saw a clip uh, where Charlie Hunnam 
Uh, disarmed uh, uh, an assailant who had a gun on him and he had nothing with him. I think he had like an umbrella or something. Mm-hmm. And he just disarmed him within two seconds and he's like, all right, what's up now? So I did see that one clip. I, I, it might have been like on a Facebook clip or something, but um, it is a movie that's on my queue to watch. Again, I am off work in about uh, mm-hmm. four or five days, so I have a lot to watch and a lot to do, sir. There you go. And speaking of a lot to watch, a lot to do, a lot to see, a lot to eat, uh, we're about to go and barbecue, ladies yes, and gentlemen. It's time to eat and drink because it is Memorial Day and that's what we do so I want to thank all of you out there for listening once again uh, thank you to to those uh, uh, our friends that have gone through everything you know and and, and uh, the veterans and uh, you know just just we think about you on this day not Veterans Day Memorial Day those have passed and uh, you know we think about the victims of, of the, the recent happenings in the world in, in this country and uh, you know we just we just want you to know that you know we hope that our show gives you a little bit of glimmer of hope a little bit of a bright spot in your day makes you laugh you know what i mean a little bit of levity and that's good that's a good word that's that's a i've been reading that's a that's a ten dollar word right there sir (laughs) you're at that sixth grade level now now you can communicate with your students right? that's right but a big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search your keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 to check out for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. Right now. And don't forget to visit our guy Danny and our friends over at acsi.tech and check out the career sections to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to acsi.tech, that's acsi.tech, and click on careers to apply today and get your summer in gear. Don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio Podcast. Now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw Seeds talks about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. And don't forget to check out Shine Native Nights. Uh, they are doing their their really cool showcase mm-hmm. of different artists throughout the city. Uh, check out the Shine Native Radio podcast. Uh, 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 well, Facebook page or Instagram, idealraps.com. You'll see all of their stuff that go that they got going on. They've been international, man. They've been going over to Canada. I guess that's international, but mm-hmm. they've been all over the place doing their thing. So shout out to Mike Logic and his crew. And don't forget to check out uh, our guys, Ronash Panic, Serious Beats, Custom Made. They did all the beats we play on today's show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us. Hit the DMs with your stirring the pop recommendations, uh, your 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 movie recommendations, mm-hmm. and just tell us what you think about the show. And you know, look. I want to address something that happened on the page this week. Some people are uh, paying attention to the page. They're not realizing the amount of content we put out on the show. You know, it, the, all, all you guys do now is is advertise for the show. It's a lot of White Sox content. Look, guys, right now, closure, right? That's the one, mm-hmm. one of the guys right there. And Larry. And Larry, look. Most of the content that's going on right now is White Sox, right? We have some Cubs. We're trying to talk about uh, what's going on with them. We're watching the Cubs right now. Yes, we, are. we don't we don't skimp on it, but no. we have to report the news that's going on right now, yeah. right? And the White Sox is, go- is what's going on. It's right the now. hot news right it's now. It's the hot news. And there's no Bears news. There's no Bulls. Like, right. Yeah, you know we're, we're talking. We didn't about even talk about the fire on. today, sir. Oh, good God! Put that fire out. Hey, 
<laughs> so look, we appreciate those of you that listen, that are loyal, that understand that topics will change. Right now is going to be the White Sox. Guess what? Soon enough, you guys are going to be sick about uh, sick <laughs> hearing be sick of hearing me talk about the Bears, and that's all it's going to do. You know what I mean? So once Bears season comes back, we'll we'll be in that. But we do appreciate each and every one of you uh, for listening and, and and just supporting the show. You know, everyone that's been a part of it for two years now. You know, we we had our big party last year. We're just we're just plugging through, and uh, you know. Thank you to my, my wife, Kim, for always supporting us, doing everything she can to just make sure that we're comfortable in our mm-hmm. space. The people coming through the show, people, the guests that we've had over the last two years, the linchpins, the cogs that have helped help the show grow and develop over the time. And we just really appreciate you, especially here on our two year anniversary. And, yes, uh, you know, that, that's what I that's what I got. You got anything else you want to add? Nope. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go eat. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 99. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! I'm diddly What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos! You that's all! Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. I'll eat that poppers. Thanks, Cubs!